exalt you. We thank you. You are Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. Everything we need, you have provided for us. I've heard the accusation and I've heard the propaganda. I've heard the lies they've whispered to my soul That I have been forsaken and I've always been forgotten No matter what I do, it's not enough But then I heard a voice as it opened up the heavens Reminding me And on your hand you've written out your name. I am your beloved, the one the Father loves. Mercy has defeated all my shame. There's no accusation or any condemnation. Mercy has 
Shackles broken when we call 
power to save. Hallelujah, what a Savior. Give life. 
you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. Great are you, Lord. It's your breath in our lungs, so we It's your breath 
How great is our God? It's a good question. Is good beyond measure? His word stands forever. Kay and I, in our life, we've had a lot of prophecies. And I'd say most of those are, have come to pass. Some of them were years in coming to pass. But God has been faithful in our lives. There's been times when it looked bad (laughs) and uh, we were here Wednesday night and Kay was talking about while she was here last on Wednesday doing some stuff she had looked into the door and saw the chairs and that it was a multitude of chairs or way more than what's physically here right This, it, it looked huge to her. That's what I saw in the 
while she was uh, sharing that, I hear the word surrounded. And the scripture that came to mind was Elisha and his servant, the servant looking out and seeing a multitude surrounding them. And he's coming back and saying, what are we going to do? And Elisha says, there are more with us than against us. So, for a long time, I've been feeling that we are going to experience healing. And this, it's almost a prophetic word to you. sitting there thinking it came to me this this is a not only is it a prophetic word but it's a prophetic word to Sean that there's going to be healing and one of the reasons I'm I think you can study it yourself but the Bible says the reason we don't have things is because we bring them unto ourselves. So it's this healing uh, may be something that we see people come and go, come and go, instead of it us being able to take it and say, "This is mine." It comes and it goes. And it's taken out where we're not going to, where we wouldn't physically be able to touch it. But it will go out. And uh, there's a lot more to it than I can even say or explain. But I just know. It's like um, the raising of Lazarus. It represents, Lazarus represents us, the human race by Christ raising him from the dead, it offered it to all of humanity. It was offered to all through the one. And it, it was a prophetic statement to raise Lazarus from the dead where we can all be saved. But wasn't all right there in that one place. Even though it, that's where it came. And that's the way this healing is. To keep, to keep people 
And I was just reminded of, I've seen televangelists and praying and wanting bigger and better jets and so they could fly. And then along came COVID and they grounded their jets. Instead of using them to go where they were needed, I said, hmm, I think I'll stay home. It's not, it's not to stay home with. It's to give out uh, anyway, that those stories there in Second Kings, starting in chapter six through nine, you you ought to read them sometime and just glean from those scriptures what God is doing and going to do here and in the body. Because I think I'm not I'm not just speaking to us local, just us. Us and no more. This uh, but it will be careful. He will be careful in who uh, does it so that they don't garner it in and bring it into themselves and say I'm the healer. That's not what God is wanting. But He is wanting to see His body healed. And it it will take more than what we can do. But I believe we're a catalyst. I think we're... Uh, on the cutting edge of that, I'd be one way of saying it. We are a part of what God is doing in the earth at this time, and I believe that is what He's after. And for you to know personally that healing is here. So, and I don't know that what that means. I don't know if it means you're going to be healed completely, or not if you're going to be used. In, I believe, I believe it actually means both. But that's that's what I think. And you won't you won't go and say, "I got my healing at." Four rivers. I got my healing from God. I got my healing. Where does it come from? My healing comes from the Lord. So, um, I kept hearing the word conduit. Um, when you're like, we're just a conduit of God's healing, his resources, his spirit, 
we are the vessels that it's to flow through, but it's not that we, it's just a way in which for it to flow, um, the river to flow, right? It's not to be a lake, it's not to be a reservoir, it's to be a river flowing out to the people, our area, our communities, and the nations, right? And that's what Jesus was telling us, but I just keep thinking, I keep hearing the word conduit of resources. Uh, and then um, on Wednesday and today when you were talking about being surrounded, I just kept thinking of Hebrews 12, where it talks about that we're just surrounded by the witnesses. Um, but I just wanted to... So... And this is the message, but do you see what this means? All these pioneers who have blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on, it means we'd better get out, get on with it. Strip down, start running, and never quit. No extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it, because he never lost sight of where he was headed, that exhilaration, that exhilarating finish in and with God, he could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever, and now he's there in the place of honor right alongside God. When you find yourself flagging in your faith, go over to that story again, item by item. That long litany of hostility he plowed through, that will shoot adrenaline into your souls. So I just, that, you know, the, that cloud of witnesses, those pioneers, those veterans that have gone before us, that have paved the way for this time, for right now, for whatever we know that God wants to do. And then um, God also just put on my heart um, Psalm 103. Oh, my soul, bless God. From head to toe, I'll bless his holy name. Oh, my soul, bless God. Don't forget a single blessing. He forgives your sins, everyone. He heals your diseases, everyone. He redeems you from hell, saves your life. He crowns you with love and mercy, a paradise crown. He wraps you in goodness, beauty eternal. He renews your youth. You're always young in his presence. God makes everything come out right. He puts victims back on their feet. He shows Moses how he went about his work, opened up his plans to all Israel. God is sheer mercy and grace, not easily angered. He's rich in love. He doesn't endlessly nag and scold nor hold grudge forever. He doesn't treat us as our sins deserve nor pay us back in full for our wrongs. As high as heaven is over the earth, so strong is his love for those who fear him. As far as sunrise is from sunset, he has separated us from our sins. As parents feed, fill for their children, he fills for those who fear him. He knows us inside and out. He keeps in mind that we're made of mud. Men and women don't live very long. Like wildflowers, they spring up and blossom but a storm snuffs them out just as quickly, leaving nothing to show they were here. God's love, though, is ever and always, eternally present to all who fear him. Make everything right for them and their children as they follow his covenant ways and remember to do whatever he said.
God has set his throne in heaven. He rules over us. He's the king. So bless God, you angels, ready and able to fly at his bidding, quick to hear and do what he says. Bless God, all you armies of angels, alert to respond to whatever he wills. Bless God, all creatures, wherever you are, everything and everyone God made by God. And you, O oh my soul, bless God. I um, <clears throat> I was hearing Revelation nineteen ten, the last part of the verse says, "Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy." And we can can flip that statement. It's like 2 plus 2 equals 4. It can also be written 4 equals 2 plus 2. It's, it's true both ways. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. But you can also flip it. The spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. So whatever words we're hearing, that we're giving... It's the testimony of Jesus. And when you give a testimony of something Jesus has done in your life, you're prophesying. You're stirring up the spirit of prophecy. That's why um, Bill Johnson, in his services, he tells stories um, of and gives testimonies of what God has done to people in his services, the healings that have taken place. Because, not because he feels like he had something to do with it or he's getting any glory from it. He's releasing that spirit of prophecy because he's giving testimony of the goodness of God. He's giving testimony of Jesus. This is what Jesus did in Ronnie's life. So if he did it for Ronnie, surely he'll do it for Sean. And it stirs hope, it builds up hope, but it's not just to be used in a service. When you're out there, let me tell you what God did for me. Let me tell you what God did for this brother or sister. We saw a miracle. It's unexplainable. The doctors don't know what to do with it. But yet, God moved. I think uh, Jack was started out talking about the prophecies that have been spoken over us, and so many of them have come to pass. Um, and I feel like we've entered into a different uh, stage. That, that part of the church world has shifted. I've noticed that, you know, getting up and giving a quote-unquote prophecy is not as... I, I, 
I don't hear things like I used to. It's not that I'm off. It's that God's doing something different. He has released that to... He wants each one of us to hear for ourselves. And so that's been released to the body of Christ, I believe. Not that we can't speak to one another about what God's saying, but it's just not as prevalent as it was. And um, His voice is there for us to hear if we want to hear it. That's all I got to say. Just say, uh, I don't, I don't look for prophetic. You know, some people going around, oh, that's prophetic. But actually, as I, we were going through the singing here, that the Lord showed me that even Adam being here this morning was a prophetic statement. He knew where to come to get help. That's a prophetic statement. The world, even the church, not just the world, but they know where to come. So, God is speaking to us for sure in all that He's doing. I felt like God wanted me to share this story and Kay saying that just confirmed it. Um, but um, this last week, we ended up having like $2 in our checking account for like three days. And we had point zero one in our other checking account. And on Thursday, I thought I had $5 in my car. I could not find it. And I was 30 miles when I left work to come home and I turned on the road to get home and I was at zero. And I was like, okay, Lord, like, it's gonna, like, you're gonna have to get me home. And, and I did, I got home and I said, all right, Rusty, I'm gonna leave with you in the morning in case I'm, you're behind me, so that in case I run out of gas. Well, I made it to the gas station just fine. So I went seven more miles on zero, according to my car. Um, and then, ironically, the next day I found my $5. It had fallen out. But I felt like that God was just really telling us, you know, I've got you. I'm going to take care of you no matter what. I'm going to get you where you need to go. We've never run out of gas. We've never been without food. He made our food last for the two weeks till I got paid. And we were out by Thursday, and I was able to buy more on Friday. So, we weren't even out of food on Thursday. We still had plenty of food. Yeah, we still had like a half a gallon of milk. I mean, he made it last two full weeks. Um, and so he's faithful, and I have to check myself because our finances is my greatest frustration. Um, I don't understand why we're hemorrhaging like we are or why we can't get it figured out. Um, doing the budget, doing everything. We're not frivolous at our spending at all. And so 
but I feel like, you know, God just continues to show himself faithful. And I know that that's going to shift. And I know there's going to be a breakthrough in our finances. But we've had to learn his faithfulness through this. I know that it's got a purpose and a meaning um, in showing us how to be good stewards so that when we do have it come that we're going to be a conduit of God's resources and just need to live on the 10% so we can give the 90% away. So there's a scripture, right? It says, how's it go? I lost it. That, and there's others. But uh, for sure, God knows. Right. Where does my help come from? That's the one I was wondering. God's saying, where where does your help come from? Not from man, but from Him. God provides what you need, and your spirit is full of abundance. Right? Because the kingdom is abundance, not I could tell you story after story on that same situation, Lord. But all my life, God has been faithful. And I know that I know that I know all it is is Him teaching us to trust Him. Trust Him. With all our heart, our soul, our mind, our strength, just trust Him. But as we was talking about the healing, um, and God has brought this to me several times of it late. The man who laid by the pool. Jesus was not concerned about his past. He already knew his past. He didn't ask him what was going on with him. He didn't ask him what he done yesterday. What did you get in this? How did you get here? And I think that's what God is saying to us. We don't need to be asking people and condemning them because that's what it'll lead to is us condemning them for the situation they're in. All God asked him, or all Jesus asked him, will thou be made whole? He told him, he said, well, get up out of that bed and on your feet, you're healed. So it's, it's the mindset of the thing. It's the heart of who do you want healed? Who do you want God to heal? And how will you allow God to work through you to see that done? Well, you... Block out all of this world's junk and just let God work. I'm reminded many times God healed and he told him, he said, you don't have to go tell nobody. But they can't help but tell somebody, can you? When God does something, you've got to tell somebody. But what he's saying, they'll see it. You just live it, they'll see it.
Um, I'm asking this question not to put anybody on the spot or make them feel lesser than or anything like that, but I just want a show of hands. How many people in their lives have, because the Lord asked me, told me to ask this, so how many people here have actually seen an angel? Okay, yes? Okay. That's the right answer. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> Right, and that's the reason I say that, and I believe what the Lord is trying to bring into effect here is the miraculous. The miraculous, okay, we, this is hard. This building is not the temple of God. Your bodies are. You are, okay? And yet God posts two large blue angels and three down each wall to bring us peace and wisdom in this sanctuary. And they're there. When God posts an angel, it's an eternal posting. We can ask for the intervention of angels. But when God posts an angel, he's posted. Okay? Um, so in that, knowing this is not the Holy of Holies, okay? Knowing that we are the temple and the tabernacle of God. But God is saying there are things that need to be read into the spiritual record of this body. And what we heard today was a reading into the spiritual record of this body. I believe that they're going to habitate inside of each of us individually and that they're going to take up housing inside this building as well. What I was seeing was I was seeing inside this building words, just full of words, all good words. Um, not necessarily prophetic words, but statements and claims and testimonies and declarations. And, and the, the whole place was full of words. And not only was it full of words, but those words were going in and out of us. And it was physical. It was physical. So then I said, Lord, what, what is it that you need to be spoken because when you see something like that, and you know those words are supposed to be coming from us, I said, what is it you need to be spoken? He said, that's what every person here needs to ask. What do we need to be speaking into the record of Four Rivers Church? What needs to be spoken? And then he said, the miraculous, the faithful, and it was exactly, that's why I was grinning from ear to ear when you were speaking, because it was exactly what Jack was saying. To, it's, 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 it's about speaking it out. It's about the existence of it. Mm-hmm. In these words, is that the, they all go together. Uh, everything we've been hearing and about, and, and I've some of y'all have heard this story, but and we moved out here at Cabinets from Ardmore, from coming back from Ardmore in 1980, and uh, and uh, we had a a yearly payment on our place out there, and it was five thousand dollars a year, 
and our we came up on the first payment, and we didn't have five dollars. We didn't have one dollar. We robbed the piggy bank to go get a hamburger with some friends, and that was all the money we had. And uh, you ask about angels. It wasn't an angel, but it was the voice of the Lord. I was uh, crying out to God and saying, just telling the truth, Father, you brought us here. If we're going to stay here, it'll be because of you. Because I had no place to get $5,000. Just didn't. There was no... Uh, bank wants their money and that's that. But I was working on a lawnmower out in the garage and bent over and I heard an audible voice that was Jesus. And he said to me, nothing else matters. And I said, yes, Lord. And he said, nothing else really matters. And when, with the emphasis that he was putting on it, I just melted under that weight of that. And I couldn't, later on, I couldn't believe that I didn't turn around say yes but I, it was right he was right there telling me as we made that payment that year with monies we had sold a house in Ardmore and we carried the note on part of it and that day that I prayed and heard the voice of the Lord I walked out to the mailbox took a letter out of the box and there was a check in there. It was either five or 10,000. They paid the whole amount, which I think it was 10 that we had. But the whole amount was, whichever, whichever it was, we made our payment and we never struggled with it again. But it wasn't in our own strength. It was in Him. And that, that's what God wants out of us. He wants it to be Him. In Him. The healing will be in Him. The, uh, whatever goes on, it will be in Him. Not in our strength, but in His strength. There's, there's no way that, you know, the people in, they wrote us a little note, they said, uh, we had a little extra money, we just decided to pay the house off. <laughs> in, in Him. Nothing else really matters.
the, the thing that God wanted me to speak was the miraculous. And that's the testimony of the miraculous. What I saw was these words swirling, and as they went by one another, you'd have, the Lord is glorious. And then you'd have another word coming up here saying, the Lord is established, but it would be the, and this Lord would connect with that Lord, and it would take the Lord out of that word, and yet it would still be. So it was showing the words swirling around were showing eternality the reality that we don't live in just one plane of existence. The minute we become a born-again Christian, we live here as well as at the right hand of the Father. We are already cheering on the saints that have gone, gone, gone after us, even though we're still here, because that is the makeup of our body. That's who we are physically and spiritually the moment we become a born-again Christian, which means we have all the authority. And so much like our declaration at the end of every service, it's very prophetic because what we're doing is we're not just making a rote reading of words. I had a problem with it when I first came. I talked to Jack and Kay about it. I said, what is that? I don't like spiritual witchcraft. And I wasn't saying that's what it was. I just made a declaration. I don't like it. And they said, oh, no, no. We found that people didn't know the words. They didn't know why prosperity, it was truly something that God wanted for us. So we put it up there as a reminder we put it up there to establish and to release out into this realm what God has desired because the word needs to come out. So the releasing of that statement, the releasing of, I believe it's both. I wear a red ruby ring. I actually went on eBay and got this ruby uh, years ago. Um, it's a real ruby. It's a, an estate ruby. Um, and I got it because I woke up one morning and I had this dream. My wedding band, my real wedding band, is actually two-tone gold and silver. It has a uh, large blue sapphire in the center with 12 diamonds around it. And it signifies the apostolic and the prophetic. My wife bought me that as a wedding band without me knowing. She picked it out for me. Well, I'd had this dream that this side of my hand was completely covered in blue stones and this side of my hand was completely covered in red stones. And the Lord said, the prophetic and healing. And I went, oh. So I bought this to remind myself of that. So you saying that is a confirmation of a prophecy that was given long ago. I know this is kind of muddled. I apologize. But it's what, what I'm saying is there are things that need to be continually released into the kingdom. We are not, believe it or not, folks, we are not... Christians. We are followers of the way. It's a logistics thing, it's, but that's the reality. Christ called it the way. Paul called it the way. Peter called it the way. The Romans called it Christianity. Right? Um, speaking that into existence means we're showing a path. We're leading people. People are coming after Christ. People are following Christ. They're going down the way. That's something that needs to be spoken out here. Okay? Um, I, I know this sounds convoluted, but the Lord gave me these things to release today, so bear with me. I apologize. Um, the last one. Years ago, I had a word, and it was for, remember Mike and Debbie Monger? And so when Mike was going through what Mike was going through at the very end, um, the Lord spoke to me and he said, he's coming home to me, but it's, it's, it's okay. 
And I was like, Lord, how do I tell anybody this? They're not going to get it. And when I said that, I heard these words. Mamana shikara babara sakudia. And I went, what? He said, mamana shikara babara sakudia. Yeah, like I had to, actually, Dana remembers it. I have a hard time remembering it. I have to write it down. And I said, Father, what do I do with that? He said, you need to call Eddie Momvanesa. Do you know Eddie? Eddie Momvanesa? He's not part of ICLC, but he has other works he's part of. Um, Eddie goes all over the world. Um, he's originally from Tanzania. Um, and Eddie and I had a real good relationship. But I went, I went to service that night, and as I'm sitting there, the Lord, because I wasn't sure where Eddie was, and uh, I knew he was out of country, and the Lord said, you need to call Eddie. And I said, okay, Lord, I'll, fo- I'll call, phone him when I'm home. And then he said, and you need to tell Peter this word. And so I went to Peter, and I said, the Lord has said in regards to Mike, and told him the word. He says, oh, And what are you to do with that? And I said, well, the Lord said I'm supposed to give Eddie a call. He's going to know what it is. Oh, well, then I suppose you should. And I went, okay. Now later, Peter told me, you told me that word. And I went, you're nuts. That's not going to be nothing, but that's okay. The boy's got to learn. Let him, you know. And I was like, I had no doubt. I called Eddie up, and I, I called his wife. His wife said, he's in Tanzania right now. They're doing a big service in Tanzania with a number of people, and there's a conference attached to it, but call him, Sean. You need to call him. And I was like, okay. So I called him. I got him at his hotel, and I said, Eddie, I'm not going to take up a lot of your time. It's Sean. I got a word. It's related to Mike Monger. He was aware of Mike. And I said, here's the word. Oh, well, isn't that interesting? Where did you get this word? I said, well, I got it from the Lord after inquiring. He said, well, the first two are Tanzanian, so I know those. He said, but the last two, I'm not sure what they are. I think they're Somalian, and I don't speak, but I have somebody actually right here with me that speaks Somalian. And I said, really? He said, yeah, give me 10 minutes. We're going to sit down and talk about it, and I'll call you back. I said, okay. So he calls back. He says, Sean, this is what it means. This is the literal translation of it. It means, through the valley of death, yet not unto death. I said, pardon me? He said, through the valley of death, not yet unto death. And I went, oh. The Lord's encouraging us that when Mike passes, he's not dying. He's going on into his life, into another portion of his life. That's what he's encouraging us in. Unfortunately, that's not the way it was interpreted by people in the group, and it led people to a weird place for a long time. But that's okay. We all learn. But the reason I relate it today is because, again, God wants to speak things into this body about the miraculous, about words and angels and healing. It's part of the word that's being released in this body, right? That there's this establishment of God's desire through his word.
something Ronnie said <clears throat> I, uh, about mindset. You know, I, pr I have prayed for people for years, laid hands on people, did not see much healing happen. And it was frustrating. I mean, I, I didn't understand why. I certainly didn't think I had anything to do with it. Um, but then, three or four years ago, I began to get an understanding of the Lord's Prayer. It, it changed my mindset. I don't really know what my mindset was before, but it changed it to line up with the Word, actually. And so this is what I came to understand. And I'm not saying every, this will help everybody, but I'm saying that we all have to come to that place of knowing that we know that we know that this is where, what God has said about a situation. And it was, Jesus told us to pray for, for me in the Lord's Prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He told us to pray that, to speak that, to declare that, to believe that. And I had come into an understanding of the authority that we had and the declarations that we were responsible to speak out into the atmosphere. And so... I thought, there's no sickness in heaven. So if I'm saying, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, I'm saying there can be no sickness where that happens. And if this happens over someone's body, then healing has to occur. And, and so I started praying like that. I started saying it, that whole thing. And I would ask, ask God, I just ask that you cause, uh, I call heaven into the earth realm. Because I believe that's what we're doing. And ask that it be manifest over so-and-so's body. And I started seeing healings happen spontaneous, you know, instantaneous. And so that's what made sense to me in my mind. I'm going, oh, I understand now that we're just calling heaven into the earth realm. And because <laughs> it's heaven, there can be no sickness. But I believe that there are things for each one of us that will make the light bulb go on and we're like, oh, okay, that's what this is. It's like when Rachel was battling cancer. I just, 
I just would not accept it. And it had nothing to do with me, but I viewed it as an enemy who was attacking my child. And I've been a ferocious mama ever since I had kids. And I talked to it like it was my enemy, like it was her enemy, even though she thought I was a little crazy at first. So I'm saying that to tie in with what Ronnie was saying about our mindset needs to change. God, God can show us what it is, what understanding we need to have that makes the light bulb go on. Oh, okay, I'll pray that way. I'll just speak the word that way. And somehow our mind comes into agreement with the word and things happen then. We're going to pray now. As we have given back to the Lord a portion of what He has given us, we declare that He teaches us to profit and leads us in the way we should go. The Lord gives us power to make wealth and supplies all our needs according to His riches and glory. We bless Israel and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. As is us, His way become known on the earth and His salvation among all nations. Lord, we are believing you for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, debts paid off, and transfer of wealth, prosperous businesses, our vats filled with oil, and our coffers with gold, expenses decreased, blessings increased, heavens opened, earth invaded, signs, wonders, and miracles, and angelic visitations, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we thank you for more than enough so we can give into your kingdom, co-labor with heaven, and see Jesus get his full reward. Amen.